Hello, welcome to the On Sidekick Family Hour. I'm your host, Ryan Van Bitter. With me, as always, Stephen White. Stephen, how are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm not too bad. Did you have a good holiday break here? Well, I had to have two teeth pulled, so (laughs) it wasn't the greatest uh, holiday break I've ever had. But, you know, uh, I'm sure people had worse, so I won't (laughs) complain. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, dental work is never good, especially on you know the Christmas New Year stretch. There, it's always that's a rough that's a rough spot for it. Yeah, and they didn't put me to sleep, so oh, I was awake for the whole thing. Shit. It was, yeah, it was not good. So, <laughs> well, I man, I, that sucks. I dental, I I have to go to the dentist. That was my New Year's thing. Is like I got to get a get a dentist appointment here pretty quick. So I. uh Knocking on wood here, because yeah. don't put it off like I did. Or, I know, I know. <laughs> it, it will get you one way or the other. Exactly, so. exactly. Um, well, we got some playoff football to talk about. Finally, at least. Yeah, like yeah. actual games, not you know trying to guess who's going to be there and who's going to be playing who and who's going to be playing where, but like some real legit games coming up here. Yeah, I mean, it's all the speculations over with and, and all the crazy scenarios. Two teams have to tie so this team gets in. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's a little, uh, I don't know, anticlimactic because you got uh, several teams having to roll into the playoffs with backup quarterbacks. So I'm not yeah. really sure how that's going to turn out. Yeah, and that's a good point because, like, that – I guess that's the pl- that's a good as place as any to start because – it looks like a lot of people right now are kind of like, if I have to do anything this weekend and can't watch all four playoff games, it seems like the one that most people are going to be willing to skip is that a Texans-Raiders game because that's got Connor Cook, the third-string quarterback for the Raiders, against Brock Osweiler, who was the starter, but then got made the backup and is now the starter again. Yeah, due to a concussion <laughs> to Tom Savage. Yeah. That it looks like they let him back in the game after he had a concussion yeah. too. That, that's like kind of floating under the radar to me. You know, they, they actually, it was a kneel down. So, you know, low probability of him getting hurt again, but man, you know, what does that say when they, they let a guy back into the game after he got checked for a concussion mm-hmm. and then after halftime, they decide, well, you know what? We were wrong. Yeah. You actually do have a concussion. So, uh, man, it's been weird. And, and even the situation in Oakland, I mean, it, the the backup's backup is playing out. Everybody was all these glowing Matt McGloin uh, stories last week. And, <laughs> oh, he's special. He's from Scranton. People don't make it out of Scranton. Yeah, he's the first guy who ever made it out of Scranton. I'm so sure. And now he, he I don't know if he got hurt or what, and now he got kind of cooked. So, I, I mean, the thing about it is, uh, both of those teams have pretty good defenses too. Yeah, and so that that just kind of is made for a you know zero to three ending or something like that or overtime at you know seven to seven. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm not I'm not sure that's going to be a very watchable game. <laughs> well, I was well last year the Texans had to go with the backup. <clears throat> well, I guess at that point Hoyer was. I mean, it's it, I couldn't go back I was trying to do this the other day and it just I gave me a headache but like tracking the Texans quarterback changes last year <laughs> but like so Brian Hoyer who ended up 
the starter in the playoffs. I guess was a starter at one at the start of the season last year, but that was that awful game where they got beat thirty-one to nothing by the Chiefs. And then they had like the the knee jerk reaction, and they put in um, um, the other kid, Ryan Mallet. Ryan Mallet, yes, and, and then discovered that was a mistake too. And <laughs> yeah, that, that Bill O'Brien, he's great with quarterbacks, though. That's, that's, he's that's, a quarterback whisperer, man. <laughs> but you know, like you say, though, that the, this could be a defensive battle because, like, I didn't realize. I mean, it, it kind of escapes you because it's just not part of that narrative everybody gets kind of stuck into, but that Houston defense has been really good this season. Yeah, I think they ended the year um, tops in the league as far as giving up yards, which which isn't the only and maybe not the best indicator, but uh, they were good in other categories as well. Um, obviously, no, pretty much nobody saw this coming after J.J. White got hurt. Yeah. Um, even if you were... Uh, you know, very optimistic about Jadavian uh, um, Clowney bouncing back and having a good year, which he did do. It, this is kind of just, you know, nobody really saw this coming from the defense. Mm-hmm. And they had to have the defense play that well, cons- you know, considering their quarterback play. So, um, you know, Clowney set out last week. He should be uh, healthy and ready to go this week. Um, but it is, it's real interesting. I, I talked about this before they ended up going to Savage. Um, they, the Texans had basically been coaching around their quarterback position uh, mm-hmm. with, with Osweiler in there. And, uh, you know, they'd just been running the ball a lot. And, and when they did let them throw, it was, you know, throws to the tight end, nice, easy throws. When Savage, before he got hurt last week, looked like they had opened up the offense up again um, you know, Nuck Hopkins was getting open, and, and yeah. they would get him the ball in space where he could, could make some good uh, runs after the catch. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see if they go back to kind of trying to coach around Osweiler or if they keep keep the offense open. Because, again, you know, uh, this with this being a defensive battle, maybe they'll put more of a premium on just, you know, ball control and, and not turning it over. And we know that Osweiler has no problem throwing in the coverage if you give him a chance. Yeah. So it's it, interesting to see Lamar Miller's coming back, too. I think he, he saw out the last few games. He was mm-hmm. hurt. So it'll it be, be interesting to see. I, I really did – I was looking forward to seeing what they could do with Savage because, like I said, it, it seems like they had more trust in him before he got hurt last week. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and really, like you say, I mean, the big thing was he could – you know, he throws the ball a little bit better down the field than – Osweiler has done all season, or did last year in Denver even too. And when you got and guys like Hopkins, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I said, it's not really that hard of a, uh, <laughs> um, you know, decision. I would think for most guys, if you're going to quarterback that team, you should be throwing it to Hopkins all the time. Yeah. So, he got that, and, and Osweiler, to me, still doesn't really get that. Yeah, I mean, Andy Dalton figured it out in, uh, in um, oh, hell. Uh, Andy Dalton's so memorable, I forgot where he plays, with the Bengals. <laughs> but get the ball to A.J. Green. It's not that hard. It really isn't, you know. When they cover it, they're not really covered. Yeah. You, know, you don't want to put on the double coverage, but you see the same with coverage, give them a chance. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
And it'll be interesting to see if they can do that. I, you know, and it'll be interesting to see. I, it's, I mean, I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about the coach firings today because it's just really not like, you know, I think we said before the show, it's not really been that. Like none of the stuff, I mean, some of most of the stuff's already happened and none of it's been real surprising so far by any means. But this, the, if Houston really flubs this one, that's, you could see some fallout there interestingly enough because it's not it's been sort of a tumultuous year and i think they you know they can stand on their afc south record but they haven't matched up they haven't looked good against a lot of other teams a lot of playoff caliber teams this season well i mean it's one of those deals where you're stuck yeah because look we know that you know it's an nfl contract so Oswald's not getting all 72 million or whatever uh, uh, of the contract that he signed, if he continues to play the way he has, but you know, normally in a situation like this where the offense is so stagnant, you'll go into the offseason looking to add a quarterback. Yeah, was through the draft or free agency where you got the guy and you probably tied to him for at least another year. Yeah. So what could you do to improve the offense other than you know <laughs> replace him? Yeah. And so that, that that's a shitty place to be in, really. For most teams, because your defense is literally number one uh, uh, in the rankings this year, but your offense is, is holding you back, and you already paid a guy eighteen million dollars or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they, they're like I said, they're probably stuck with him for at least another year. And so, you know, do you fire some coaches? Do you bring in maybe bring in better offensive line? Hopefully, ho- hoping that you know maybe the offensive line will magically make. Our, Osweiler better, but it, it just would be interesting to see how they address it on the offensive side of the uh, uh, of the ball because, like I said, the normal ways you go about remedying what's been ailing them, they can't really do because of Osweiler. Yeah, it, it'll maybe uh, I bet Ryan Fitzpatrick will be available. Maybe they could get a maybe they could sweet talk him into a a, a, a sweet deal for the team. <laughs> he's been i mean still been like houston's best quarterback in the last three years <laughs> maybe i could get mark sanchez <laughs> this guy only got in for like a quarter and still blew the game last week for the cowboys so <laughs> i we could you know I, with savage out we could see brandon whedon if osweiler's really really bad we could see brandon whedon in a playoff game is he on the team? Yeah, he he's the team? he's the third guy wow. there. That is, mm. yeah. You, that sounds you hear if if <laughs> if he comes in, is all of America changing the channel? So, <laughs> man, that, oof. <laughs> that's what I I think somewhere along the way this this last week I'd done an SB Nation radio interview and and they had suggested that maybe they had could clean their gutters or something during that game. Hey, I'll go for it. And if you don't watch that game, you can come to the, to the svnation.com website. We'll have plenty of coverage for you. So don't oh, feel yeah. like you have to watch it if you don't want to. You can just watch all the gifts of all the <laughs> uh, weird interceptions and fumbles and stuff. Yeah. We That's said right. it's a pony and everything. Have, have a rocket. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it upright. We will do it upright because I'm sure there could be some. It could be like that. Uh, that old uh, God. What was that? Football follies, kind of. Oh, those old ten o'clock Central Time local sportscasters 
wacky sax and all that stuff. <laughs> I just dated myself with that one. I, I'm sure our millennial folks listening here are really aware of the hyper aware of local newscast having like a five minute sports segment at the end of it. Right. <laughs> it probably, news? What is that? Sports? What? I'm talking about ESPN? <laughs> you could put it on VHS. So we well, got some breaking news. Uh, looks oh, like Washington has clean house on the defensive side of the ball. So, oh, well, I'll be damned. Yeah, we got rid of Joe Barry and, and all his people. You kind of figured they wouldn't stand pat too long. But, you know, that's a – that was – I mean, that had to be a disappointing finish for Washington there, you know. Yeah, but, you know, I'm sorry. I just – the defense wasn't exactly outstanding, but I, I didn't necessarily see them as the reason why they didn't win more games. And definitely not the reason why they didn't win that last one. There, there was that one guy who's getting paid a lot of money who threw that interception. Yeah. But I ain't going to say the name, though. Because <laughs> he's about to get paid for the second year in a row after his team doesn't make the playoffs. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, good, good for him. Yeah, exactly. As what a drag, our Dragonfly Jones on the site this week said he was officially. An NFL quarterback now. <laughs> or an NFC East quarterback. NFC East quarterback, yeah. <laughs> too, good, too good to walk away from, but not good enough to get you into the playoffs without some shitty interception in the last week of the season. Just, I mean, literally, they're down a field goal, and you got plenty of time. Why even make – you know what? I'm not going to talk about that guy. <laughs> Crazy. People have convinced themselves he's amazing, so – yeah. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. And here they are sitting home for the playoffs. Again. <laughs> Maybe they can bring back Jim Haslett. <laughs> hey, I know we got to talk about the playoffs, but I got to <laughs> – later on we got to bring up the, this quote from Kirk Cousins too because it's one of those things where you think it but you don't say it. What it's is it? Why, why he won't take a, 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 a discount. This oh, time, or I think I know what you're talking about. Let's let's just yeah, let's, we'll, let's, we'll get let's back air to that later. But yeah, <laughs> I definitely get back to that. Okay. Damn, what? <laughs> All right, cool. Um, okay, so I, that's probably I really don't know what else there is to say about that uh, Texans Raiders game. Who did you pick in that one? I think I just picked Houston because you know how these. Uh, Wildcard weekend is usually uh, three three home teams win and then one loses. Yeah. Uh, and this is a case where, look, Connor Cook, and I don't trust, you know, Connor Cook. Uh, he just hasn't played enough. Yeah. And especially with the Texas defense playing that well. Um, I know that offensive line can, can do a lot of things and, and get them through with the running game, but at some point he's going to have to make some throws. And on the road and stuff like that, I just, you know, I – I don't trust Brock, Brock Osweiler, but I've seen how Bill uh, O'Brien will coach around him. Yeah. And if Lamar Miller is able to stay healthy that whole game, I think the running game will kind of carry them over where they can win three to nothing. Yeah. So. Well, it's, it's, it's as good as theory as any. Um, the other game on Saturday is slightly more interesting. Well, it's a lot more interesting. I mean, I'm, I can't undersell it here. It's the Lions at the Seahawks. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone's given the Lions a lot of chances here, and, and I think that's reasonable. But I no, do I, wonder I, I because, like – I really I, – I, I picked all home teams this time, but I think if there's a team that's going to go in there and win on the road, it's going to be the Lions. Yeah. Now, I know people don't believe that, but I'm telling you, that Seahawks defense is not the same with with, um, with, with the safety now, with Earl Thomas out. Yeah. And it's not just Earl Thomas. It's some, some other guys are nicked up too, but Earl Thomas is a big name. Yeah. But I'm telling you, when, when you, I mean, it's almost a perfect storm because – you know, you got a team like Detroit that likes to throw the ball, a quarterback like Matt, Matt Stafford who can really sling it, and then you got the one part of their defense that's, that's you know, kind of not holding up their end right now is the secondary. Hell, the, the 49ers were up on them last week, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, they have some major issues. This isn't the Seahawks that you're used to seeing. I know that we've become accustomed to them being so good on defense. But, they, you know, Earl Thomas is not replaceable. He's not. No. You can't find a dude to go out there and do what he does. And so uh, I wouldn't be surprised. And then you got the revenge factor with Golden Tate. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if he lights their ass up. Yeah. Now, the question I have is, you know, how their de- how the Detroit Lions defense can hold up because, you know, they've had some injuries there and they got some young guys in there too. Um, they got – um. My guy from 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 Alabama, the rookie, um, what's his name? <laughs> the one that looks like he was like fifty years old in college uh, oh, at defensive tank. Shit, Aishon Aishon Robinson, who's coming on, but he's a young <laughs> guy, and, and and so you know they got um um what's his name was hurt this year. Uh, what's the defensive man? Ninety four. He was hurt Ansa. this year, so. Ansa has been hurt, so he hasn't been the same force that, that you used to seeing from him either. So, you know, it, you know, I, I don't know that the Lions can exploit the Seahawks' deep, uh, offensive line the way some teams could. Yeah, I think you have to have pressure on Russell Wilson if you're going to, you know, shut them down. Yeah, but but if it comes down to it, and it's a one of those games where it's 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 a a shootout. And who can score the most points? I wouldn't be surprised if the Lions went in there and scored more points. I'm just telling you. Yeah. Well, I was just looking because it seems like I think the deciding factor, I picked the Seahawks in that game, but I think the deciding factor for me was that just like they've been so good at home. But they did lose to the Cardinals earlier this year at home. No, that might have been. No, that wasn't the game where uh, Earl Thomas got hurt quite a bit earlier than that. I think, I think Earl Thomas got hurt like maybe about six weeks ago. Yeah, because I remember that whole thing where he watched them play the bu- that Bucks game from like a Buffalo Wild Wings in Portland or something. Right. So yeah, but I, I and that was the thing for me, but because you still have seen them come in like they you know like that Tampa game's a classic example. They lose in Tampa Bay and then they come back and they drop forty points on the Panthers. And I know it's not the same Panthers team. You know that went fifteen and one last year, but you know it's still forty points is forty points. I mean, it's not. It, yeah, I mean, with a garbage ass offensive line too. Right, right. So, but that that was the game where Cam didn't start and then threw yeah. t- uh, like a, a pick six on the first play. Yeah. So it, that was kind of one of those um, 
you know, everything that can go wrong will go wrong game for the yeah. Panthers. So, um, but yeah, look, uh, like I said, you've seen since Earl Thomas has been out, their secondary is just not the same. No. It's just not. And then, you know, Tyler Lockett is out, so they don't really have the game breaker on special teams. They just signed Devin Hester, and I got, got this weird suspicion that Hester is going to try to, you know, justify them signing him by, <laughs> you know, you know, and look, it's Seattle, so like it's kind of windy there, and, and the elements could be a factor. I think he's going to try to do too much on special teams. Yeah, you know, I think he, I don't think he thinks they signed him for him to fair catch the football. Yeah. So, um, man, it's just it's a perfect storm. It could be a perfect storm for them to lose. Now, again, I want to let everybody know I picked the Seahawks. Okay. <laughs> So don't come here. Oh, you said no. I picked the Seahawks. I'm just saying, don't be surprised, especially don't be surprised if Matt Stafford lights up that defense, but then Detroit still loses. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, their 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 defense is not what we're used to seeing. It's just not. Not with Earl Thomas out. Uh, yeah, I was a little surprised to see. I mean, I don't I'm not a big gambling guy, but I, mean, I don't gamble, but you know, reading the spreads and stuff like that. I was kind of surprised to see Seattle favored by eight points in that game. Even it seems like yeah, that, like if if I was Vegas, out of all the games, that'd be the one game I'd be scared that I might get hit over the head with. Yeah, yeah, it ought to be interesting. I mean, the, I think the last time the Lions played. The Seahawks, we all learned what the illegal bat rule was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I think win or lose, something weird is going to happen in this game. Because every time – this is an 8.15 p.m. game Saturday night. Every time Seattle has a primetime game at home, some weird shit happens. It's either that – you know, like think about this year with that – when the Bills were there and that whole thing with uh, Richard Sherman and the kicker. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, you go back a few years to the Packers game and the classic, you know, the replacement refs and the fail Mary and all that stuff. The fail Mary, yeah. So, you know, I'll bet you right now, if there's a prop bet out there on, for quote-unquote weird shit happening, you ought to lay some money down (laughs) on it because... Yeah, go go all in on that one. (laughs) Because I guarantee you... There'll be some corner of the rule book we didn't even know existed that we'll all be talking about Monday morning. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, like I like the illegal bat thing. I I had no idea about that when that happened last year. I remember that. I'm like, what? Right, like I literally played football for you know half my life. I never heard of that rule. Never. <laughs> I was as shocked as anybody else. Now I don't claim to be. Some kind of rules expert, but I had never heard of that. <laughs> no, I know it's uh, it's it's. It. But I know and that's what makes it exciting. I always like when stuff like that happens. I mean, I'm, I know it kind of probably sucks if it's your team that comes out on the wrong end of it or something. But I, you know, I always think, hey, those curveballs is what makes kind of stuff makes it kind of fun. So. All right, let's see. Okay, Sunday, 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 Sunday. 
the day kicks off at one o'clock with the and I know I think this game might be better than I think folks are really it's not getting as much hype as the other ones but I think this one could kind of be a cool one is the Dolphins at the Steelers maybe I'm just yeah, convincing I, myself that it's okay I, I can I, <laughs> I'll be there for it but who knows I just think that you know the 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 Dolphins if they get their running game going, they have a good shot against anybody, and they actually quiet as kept might have a better chance of winning this game with Matt Moore at quarterback than Ryan Tannehill anyway. Mm-hmm. People don't want to say that, but that's the truth. Having said all that, let me just tell you that going from look, it's I'm in Tampa right up the road from Miami. It's probably eighty degrees a day. Nice and sunny. Mm. I'm not exaggerating and I'm not bragging. But you can't duplicate the changing environment that those guys are going to have going from Miami to Pittsburgh, right? (laughs) So it's going to be 18 degrees. (laughs) Yeah, 18 degrees or whatever. And the Steelers live that, you know, they've been living there for the last couple months. So you got that as a factor. Mm -hmm. Then you got the fact that their offense, that their Steelers offense is just, Amazing. I mean, you, you can't just key in on one one guy. You, you're trying so hard to to stop uh, Le'Veon Bell, and here comes Antonio Brown over the top. And mm-hmm. and it's just you know, uh, it looks like Ladarius Green will be back. Um, he's been working more and more into the offense as he uh, uh, you know came off of uh, the physically unable to perform this. And so they just got so many weapons on offense, mm-hmm. and so you, you know. Are you going to be able to score enough points to, to to keep up with them? And if you can't, if you get down, now that takes Miami out of what they do best, running the football. And now you have to rely on Matt Moore to 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 to, to win the game. I just I, I just don't have a lot of confidence in that. Not not playing from behind. I, I like Matt Moore when you know when it's a close game and you can still run the ball and do play action and stuff like that. I don't really like him if you have to throw the ball, you know, 40, 50 times trying to catch up. So now I say, I say this, there's one thing that I will say, you know, it still bothers me that the Steelers' best pass rusher is like a 50-year-old James, uh, uh, James Harrison, <laughs> right? Like, you know, it's great for James Harrison, who's still bench pressing the whole gym, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> but just, you know, for the structure of the team itself, it just seems that's not a smart thing. And I always say how Father Times is going to catch up with everybody. So if they can't get a pass rush on, on Matt Moore, on the Dolphins, then then that could be trouble. But to me, I just think that their offense is too overwhelming for the Dolphins and the change in the environment. Yeah. You, you can say what you want to. I've played in Tampa and then went other cold places at the end of the year it fucking sucks yeah period you know you can you can psych yourself out i ain't wearing uh uh, uh sleeves <laughs> i'm doing this your ass is cold period. <laughs> and if you're not used to it there's no way to get used to it you can't sit in a damn refrigeration truck and, and try to, to mimic it so um no nah, i just don't see that happening <laughs> no you know i didn't realize this but the steelers went and won they won seven games in a row to close out the season 
that was pretty quiet too, huh? Yeah, I mean, we all talked about the Packers kind of, and that, you know, that NFC or AFC North race was neck and neck until, I mean, week 16 when they beat the Ravens at home. But, you know, that was kind of, I mean, they went from four and five to 11 and five. That's sort of a. Yeah, I kind of feel like it's because the AFC North was so down this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, two of those games are Browns games, too. But shit, look, seven wins and seven wins. Yeah. So. And that included, I mean, they beat the Giants in that stretch, too. So. And the the Giants are supposed to be one of the hotter teams right now. Well, they are. Yeah. Hotter teams. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I think that was. I think I was the lone dissenter and I picked Miami in that game. And I don't like somebody asked somebody from a Miami sports outlet, like was, well, Hey, can I get a quote from you? I want to get that. You know, I'm like, oh, I'll give you something for sure. But um, I guess matter of fact, I got to get back to him this afternoon, but I, like, I think they're going to be really disappointed in my quote unquote analysis of why I picked the dolphins to win that game. Man, <laughs> Listen, man, it's a contest. I can't all pick the same games as everybody else. Right, look, and that's smart strategy because if you if they do win, then you weigh up on everybody else. So. That's right. I'm gonna uh, show that fucking computer who's boss. <laughs> sometimes you gotta take a chance. <laughs> look, like I said, I'd say that one of these home teams is gonna win. Uh, 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 gonna lose this week. Might well be Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny because what was that old Terry Bradshaw thing that like. Oh well, I think Mike Tomlin's a better cheerleader than he is a coach, and it's like, well, they did win six games, seven games in a row. <laughs> and I know they've had their like where they have that, you know, the the Steelers have always been that team that kind of goes out on the road and farts up, and you don't know what the hell happened, what you can't explain what the hell happened that week. But it's a, uh, you know, that I know, that's not the Steelers team we saw since Thanksgiving. So no. Nah. And those those are just some weird ass comments from Terry Bradshaw. Period. I mean, it just kind of came out of nowhere, and you know, I don't know. I I can't believe Terry Bradshaw hasn't been appointed to a cabinet spot yet. Let me put it that way. <laughs> yeah, like, he's probably not rich I'll enough. Leave that. I'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, y- y'all can at me on Twitter for that one. <laughs> oh better yet send me an email i'll get right back to you oh right back <laughs> the emails oh the emails i guess it kind of comes down to how well the dolphin can can run the ball right off the bat but they're not going to have pouncy back this week either so yeah i mean i i, I don't see it for them but you know, strange things happen every stranger week stranger so. things have happened Maybe the game then, maybe the best game on the slate this week is this Packers-Giants one on Sunday night then. I think so. I, I think, you know, definitely on paper, but just having watched both teams the last few weeks, it seems like it should be a, a really good matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to see, because that Giants defense, I mean, I don't know, looking back at... The I mean, the Giants' defense is really not – like, I feel like that's the thing. I and mean, we just posted a story about Landon Collins. But, like, that Giants' defense is the, uh, the most undercovered story in the NFL maybe right now. Well, they started off so strong, and they kind of hit a lull in the yeah. middle of the season. 
But then they finished the season up strong again, even though uh, JPP got hurt. Yeah. You know, and I know there's some talk of maybe him coming back for the playoffs now, which would make them even stronger. So, um, you know, guys have stepped up. Their secondary has been clamping people down, making a lot of plays. Uh, Olivier Vernon has been stepping up, really getting some pressure on the quarterback. Um, just, you know, everybody – and Landon Collins. Look, um, a few weeks ago there was a telecast and, and uh, Collinsworth was doing a telecast and he said he was going through the list of MVP candidates and he got to Landon Collins and he was like, he's a legitimate candidate, but I wouldn't vote for him. And yeah. I was like, why not? I mean, this guy's had, you know, a great season. Made big plays in big spots. Uh, made, makes all the routine plays, which is sometimes, you know, says a lot about a guy too. You know, sometimes you have a guy that, that makes the super superstar play but can't make the routine play. He does it all. Yeah. And he's done it consistently the whole season. Yeah. And, look, you, you got guys like Von Miller and, and, and Khalil Mack who are kind of leading the pack halfway through the year, but they kind of, you know, their stats kind of fell off a little bit at the end. They didn't fall off, but their stats weren't, yeah. you know, you know, didn't keep climbing like that. Whereas, you know, like I said, Landon Collins has been doing it from day one this year. And to me, I don't really think anybody's a better candidate for defensive player of the year than him. And so, you know, it's a perfect opportunity for him to even, you know, put a stamp on that going against a really hot uh, Aaron Rodgers, who's, you know, all of a sudden, you know, looking like a, a, a legitimate MVP candidate. Yeah. After people kind of ridden him off in the middle of the season because he had a couple bad games. Yeah. I Collins is the only I, this season for sure. It might be the way I'm reading this in NFL history. The only player with five interceptions and four sacks in a season. I think it was, uh, I, I saw that stat, and I think it was like since it, it had maybe been done before, but it had been a long time. Yeah. But regardless, it's, it's you know. It was a hell of a stat, and it shows you that he's doing it all. He's, you know, he's getting pressure, and then he's got like a hundred and some tackles as well. Yeah. So he's playing the back end. He's getting interceptions, but he's getting sacks when he's blitzing, and he's he's doing a great job in run support too. I mean, it, I'm not sure what else you can ask of a guy. No, <laughs> I mean, he's one of those super safeties. I mean, you know, like we talked about Earl Thomas earlier about how you know a guy like that is such a key part of a defense and. And you've seen that, you know. Look at the way Eric, what Eric Berry's been for the Chiefs' defense this year, and 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 uh, other safeties you've seen along, you know, Palomalu back in the day with the Steelers and stuff like that. I mean, somebody compared Collins to like what Sean Taylor used to be for the Washington. Right, just a guy that can do it all. Because, like I said, you know, normally there's guys that can just do certain things. You know. Yeah. Uh, even with Earl Thomas, we you know we don't see Earl Thomas blitzing a whole no. lot. You know, it's not necessarily his thing. He probably could if he was called on, but they don't really ask him to do it much. Landon Collins is literally doing everything. Yeah, you know, you know playing the tight end, playing deep thirds, you know, coming up and 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 being an eight man in the box, blitzing off the edge. There's nothing that they haven't asked him to do that he hasn't done and done well. Yeah. I guess I would feel better about that giant, like picking like that Giants team this week if they could, if the offense were playing a little better. I mean, everybody, you know, you, people just kind of key in on Odell because Odell always makes those amazing highlights. But you know what, people aren't really talking a lot about is like he's taken those 
junk six yard slant routes and taking them to the house. I mean, that's really like that's the deep ball game for the Giants right now. Right. And, and you know, which Eli we're going to get. Yeah. I keep saying this. And, and, and I know people, you know, they're always going to point to the two Super Bowl rings. And I don't think that Eli sucks. It's just that when Eli is on, he 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 can you know run with the best of them. He 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 when he's really on and he, you know his accuracy is, is where you want it to be and he, he's making the right decisions. You know there aren't many better than him when he's on. Yeah, it's just that he is usually no gray area with him. Either he's on or he's off. And when he's off, you can cancel Christmas. I don't give a shit what you do, what kind of plays they call on offense or what. It just becomes like an avalanche, and he just seems to play worse and worse and worse and keep compounding the problem. Yeah. So it's going to come down to, you know, what Eli is going to be out there. Yeah. Because if 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 it's the guy who, you know, has, has gotten hot during those playoff runs, then they have a legitimate shot. If it's the guy that kind of goes in the tank, man, they, they, they won't have a shot in the hell. Yeah. So to me, I mean, I don't care what um, – routes they running or what plays they're calling if eli is on they have a legit shot if he's off you know it's no gray area there they won't have a shot in hell of winning that game yeah well and it's hard like i said earlier but like nobody is as on as aaron Rodgers is right now either right so i mean you're gonna have to match that yeah not you know realistically you know aaron Rodgers is gonna have some some troubles with that, that Giants defense, I do think, you know, it's going to be hard for them to continue to be that hot against them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, you got to get some points out of your offense if you're the Giants. Yeah. You have to score a touchdown, not just field goal in this game. Yeah. Because, you know, when they do get rolling, the, the, the Packers are going to score a touchdown. Yeah. And so, you know, you know, they, they're not going to be able to just, you know, run the ball and, and – Hope for the best. Yeah. They need Eli to really step up and play. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. I know one thing, if they if the if the Giants lose, we know who they who they're gonna blame already. At least we already know before the game even starts who's gonna get the blame if they lose. <laughs> All well, the guys went to Miami. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I saw the hot takes start to pop up on that the other day. I I forget who it was, but somebody's like, while well, the tweet was while Eli Manning was watching Packers film, these Giants oh, receivers uh, were in yeah. Miami. He's he was watching uh, Packers film everywhere he goes. He's in the bathroom watching Packers film. He's, <laughs> we got virtual reality glasses on while he sleeps, so he can watch it while he sleeps. I mean, oh man, come on, guys, seriously. <laughs> You know, I, I'm of two minds about this, right? Because the thing about it is, this happened on, like, Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. And, and I got a, a dirty little secret to tell everybody. A lot of players like to go out on Thursday and Friday night before the game. You can't really go out on Saturday night because usually you have some kind of curfew. Yeah. But I, I, our big night was, like, Thursday night. The D-line would get together and we we would party. And, you know, we either we'll go our separate ways or we'll party uh, the rest of the night. But I'd be more, much more concerned about partying closer to the game. But that was something we did all the time and still went out there on Sunday and whooped some ass. Yeah. 
So really, this is all moot in the first place. Like, if you're gonna blame losing <laughs> on guys starting, you have no fucking idea what the NFL culture is like. Because NFL players, you know, hold your breath now. Actually, do like the party sometimes. Even <laughs> the week of games, even though you know two or three nights before the game, because we know that we're not playing the next day. We still got a chance to get it out of our system, mm-hmm. and then we'll be ready by the time Sunday rolls around. This happened on Monday, Tuesday. It'll have no effect on their preparation or, or anything else for the game. At the same time, look if you put this kind of shit on social media, you take. The Jodeci picture or whatever, you your your R and B cover picture, <laughs> and you put it on Snapchat and, and, and Instagram. Guess what? People are gonna tr- have these dumbass, stupid, hot takes. <laughs> so I wish these guys understood, man. There's some shit you can do without letting the world know you did it. Yeah. But once you let the world know you did it, you're inviting criticism. So at that point, you can't be mad. Yeah. You created this situation. Nobody would have known about a trip to Miami if you wouldn't have put the shit all over social media. Yeah. So, you know, on the one hand, I'm like, okay, this ain't got shit to do with whether they're going to win the game. On the other hand, I'm like, man, there's nothing that these dudes won't put on social media. Yeah. <laughs> and so whatever backlash you get, whatever criticism you get, you're going to have to own some of that because nobody had to know about this shit. Nobody had to know that y'all was doing this at all. Go have your fun, come back, and nobody knows. You show up at work on Wednesday, ready to go. Yeah. But you put it out there, then <laughs> this is what you get. Dumbass hot taste that the rest of us have to deal with for the rest of the week. Well, yeah, and like you say, if they lose that game, it's just going to be even more of that crap. You know what I mean? And if they lose that game, I guarantee you, it's not going to be because they went out on a boat and passed around a blunt on Monday night. You know what I mean? But- the New York Post and New York Daily News already have the layout. I promise you. Oh, yeah. And everything, the, the nice little pun they're going to use, all that shit has already been set <laughs> if they lose their game. <laughs> I, I'm not wishing them to lose a game. I did pick against them. I did pick the Packers. But I almost can guarantee you they'll have, you know, one of those, what, what's the tweet? Uh, you know, the here's the cover before you see it tomorrow. Yeah. They're shit ready at the end of the game. As soon yeah. as the clock strikes zero, it'll be something about their trip uh, uh, <laughs> infused <laughs> within their sarcastic headline. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't give a shit about they was passing around drugs. Man, you go in any club in America, they're probably passing around drugs. Doesn't oh, mean yeah. You, yeah. From the you, I mean, you partook. It's a party. You can't, you know, police what everybody's doing. I don't care about any of that shit. All I care about is, look, man, you don't have to let everybody know what you're doing. Yeah. Please put the fucking camera phone down. <laughs> you you out there with, you know, shirt off and some fucking Timberlands on. Like, your r and cover or something. <laughs> guess what? People going to have an opinion about that. That's just how that works. <laughs> Oh man! Oh yeah, the social media age. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be. I could just see the. I could just. They're probably having headline meetings right now at the at the New York Post. I can imagine. I can only imagine. They, they. I'm telling you, they got this shit locked down. <laughs> Look, OBJ can go out there and, and catch 200 yards worth of balls and three touchdowns. They lose. 
it's still going to be because of that trip. One way or another. <laughs> One way or another. It's stupid and it's incorrect. It, it, it's just not valid. We, we done had, look, man, how many stories do we hear about fucking Lawrence Taylor partying and going out there and ripping quarterbacks? Oh, God, so, yeah. Supposedly he was high during games. Okay. So don't tell me that this is going to affect their performance because it's not. All it's going to do is affect their perception. And that's the part that I just, you know, I'm, I'm I, I guess I'm ready to put my get off, get off my lawn signs out there because <laughs> I'm an old man or something. But I'm just tired of guys putting shit out there that they know is going to get criticism. They act like, I don't understand why everybody's criticizing me. Yeah. What's, what's that also? Discretion. Discretion is the better part of valor. Man. Man, I just. I that's I'm just I am so glad I am mean, obviously I'm not a professional football player never was but like I am so glad that I am old sometimes being old sucks but sometimes I'm glad I'm old enough to have the that social media was not a part of my twenties. I'm so glad sometimes I missed all that because <laughs> I'm realistic enough to know that I'm more way more mature now than I was when I was yeah. 20, in my twenties so I might have been doing this dumb shit too. Right, but yeah. I, I'm just so glad I missed it, so I never had to to find out. Um, <laughs> I just I, I I don't get it. I don't understand. Look, everybody like having a good time. You don't have to tell everybody everything that you do. Exactly. You, you know, if, if 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 the word gets out later, rumors, then let them be rumors. <laughs> but don't but don't take the damn picture on top of a boat, <laughs> and then then you're shot, shot. <laughs> That people are talking about. You know, you know what the underrated, the underrated reaction to that story was not the hot takes about like not prepping for the game and stuff. Is how many fucking times on Twitter I saw somebody step in and well, actually, that those aren't Timberlands. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Well, right. Well, you get the idea. I mean, it's like it's like a it's that's not maybe not a band aid brand band aid, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, that's that's perfect. That is absolutely <laughs> perfect. Well, actually, those are those aren't yeah. Timberlands. Those are <laughs> okay. Okay, you get it. Yeah, wherever <laughs> the fuck Timberlands are supposed to be. So whatever. I can't keep up with all the shoe brands these days, man. That's crazy. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's a boot. Looks like a fucking Timberland. Get over yourself. <laughs> well, it's interesting because on the other side of these games, you've got four other teams, and we'll get into more about these teams next week because they are off this week and have plenty of time to head down to Miami if they so choose. But uh, they've got you got the Chiefs, Patriots, Cowboys, and uh, Falcons. And I think when those teams get in the playoffs, I think those teams it, it's going to get real interesting because those are all pretty good teams. Yep. I mean, no, no, well, you kind of expect it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but to state the uh, obvious. Seem to have uh, the buys, but still, like, they're all kind of well-rounded teams, too. You know, yeah. they, most of those teams don't have glaring holes anywhere that you can attack. And so it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, even coming out of this wild card round, how many of those teams can advance past you know the next round mm-hmm. because i just you know i see holes in most of the teams in this round i don't see a whole lot of holes in those other teams just waiting yeah i really don't so you know 
And they should have set up for a really good, um, you know, championship round because whoever makes it to the championship round this year, all four teams should be battle-tested and, you know, pretty damn good. Yeah. So those should all be great games at that point. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> I was telling somebody the other day, I'm like, man, can you imagine? Like, that fa- like a Falcons-Cowboys game? Woo! Yeah. I mean, seriously, I, I'm not even sure who I pick right now today. Yeah, no, I, or even Chiefs Patriots if it comes to that. You know what I mean? Right. You think you'll lean to to the Patriots, but that Chiefs defense, uh, especially if Justin Houston is, is healthy enough to play, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, how many of those Chiefs games? And then you got um, Tyreek Hill, who's like the you know big play machine. He could be the game changer. So. Mm. And then you got you got a you got a Gronk by any other name, Travis Kelce on, on there too, who's making big plays right now. Absolutely. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, but it could be an inch. That could be a good game. I mean, I'm just thinking back. You know, going back through Haas this week. You know how many you know times we because we've hit you've hit D Ford and Justin Houston for Haas this season, and just and and if Haas included. Defensive backs. I think there would have been a game or two where Eric Berry would have been in the mix too. But you know, you that Chiefs defense has guys like that. That man, similar to what you saw with Von Miller in Denver last. Year. I'm not comparing them apples to apples, but they're those guys we've seen time and again this season step up and take over a game. You know what I mean? And put the game on their terms. Whether it's Houston or D Ford a couple weeks ago, or Eric Berry in that one game where he had a couple picks. I mean, just like that's really like. Those are the kind of defensive performances that, like, and that just tips the scales in a playoff game, you know. And then don't forget about that rookie Chris Jones. Yeah, you know, I did a write up on him. He has been uh, really outstanding as a pass rusher on the interior of their line. So uh, yeah, they 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 can bring pressure without bringing pressure, basically. Yeah. Um, at any time. So I don't know. Like I said, we'll see. But. That, Okay, we about to wrap it up, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I want, because I want to get back to this Kirk Cousins. Thing. <laughs> yes. So what he said was um, part of why he's, you know, going to be a, t- you know, tough negotiator this time is because it would be unfair <laughs> to the quarterbacks who come <laughs> after him if he, you know, took less than what he was worth. Now. The substance of what he said is actually 100% true. Yeah. When you think about it in the sense of, okay, let's look at the franchise tag. How do they calculate what you make off a franchise tag? They take the average of what? The top three quarterbacks, I think. Their salaries, and and then they come up with yours. Well, Mm -hmm. if the top three guys are taking hometown discounts, then obviously that fourth guy who's getting the tag isn't making as much as he would have. Mm-hmm. So even just in that narrow view, it's actually bigger than that, but even in just that narrow view, what he said is justifiable, right? It's yeah. true. But there are some things in life, Kirk Cousins, <laughs> that while true, you don't say it. <laughs> Believe it or not, if you walk through a nursery in any hospital, there are some babies that are not really cute. <laughs> there are some babies that probably by most people's definition, ugly. You will not go and tell those babies' parents that their baby is ugly, though. There's just some things you don't do. 
<laughs> and why you don't do it is because people are going to laugh at you or they're going to want to fight you in the yeah. case of the, the, the baby that's ugly. But it just makes you look bad. So even Amy Trask, the, 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 the um, former executive uh, for the Raiders, longtime executive for the Raiders, was making fun of him this week on Twitter. And she doesn't make fun of anybody. Yeah. She's one of the nicest people on Twitter I've ever seen. Always uh, trying to find some common ground with people, even people who are kind of, you know, um, um, aggressive with her or, or, or you know, dismissive or, or whatever of her. She always tried to find common ground. Even she was making fun of Kirk Cousins. So let me just say, Kirk Cousins, <laughs> you, you have this great thing going for you right now. Everybody loves the fact that you're humble and, you know, um, you, you 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 seem to, you know, be one of these, you know, guys that people can rally around and doesn't seem like you're selfish at all. He plays the game Listen, the right man, way. Play, plays the game the right way. And you like that? And, you know, you got a catchphrase. <laughs> man, don't fuck all that up by saying something that nobody should say. Even the most selfish player in the NFL shouldn't say something like that, even though it's true. It's 100% true. Oh, yeah. You don't say it because it's too easy for people to just look, blow past the fact of whether it's true or not and call you a dummy or make fun of you for saying such a thing. Yeah. You know, it just, it doesn't sound, whether it's true or not, it sounds stupid. So let's, let's not, for the rest of the offseason, because I like guys getting paid. Look, I don't yeah. begrudge out of their money. If teams want to give it to them, more power to them. Absolutely. Now, whether I think they're worth it is a totally different deal. But I think every guy should get paid as much as they can. Yeah. So, you know, for the rest of the offseason, Kirk Cousins, let's try not to say anything else stupid, okay? <laughs> Don't risk, you know, getting public opinion not to be 100% on your side like it pretty much is right now by saying stuff that is true but it sounds stupid. <laughs> I just had to say that because I read that and I was like, man, what you just, why? why would you just? <laughs> if you ask the NFLPA why guys shouldn't take uh, 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 lower than what they're worth, they'll say pretty much the same thing verbatim, yeah. but that's their job. People expect them to say that. So it's okay for them to say it. It's not okay for you, Kirk Cousins, to say that. <laughs> even, and the, the thing of it is, it didn't even sound like he was believing it like the way he worded it and said it it didn't even sound like he was serious about it <laughs> so if you're not even serious about it, like if you don't even believe it definitely don't say something like that because there's no upside oh man and, and it makes a good companion piece when you do piss people off with that and then you go back oh, to that man, interception they're gonna shit up forever they're gonna bring that up forever <laughs> oh man the KC masterpiece remember Washington had to pay this guy so the next guy wouldn't get shortchanged they're (laughs) gonna get for that forever just just don't say nothing else man let your your representatives do that that's what they for (laughs) but don't you say it don't say it It's gonna be. It, it, just wait till March. Like if you if, if you think, if you're having fun right now, man, just wait till March. <laughs> so, like I said, when when Amy Trask of all people is clowning you on Twitter, you know you done made a huge mistake. So let's 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 not do that. Let's not. <laughs> oh man, that is that's 
that's the best stuff. <laughs> hey, what? <laughs> and just think, everyone that Harry, somebody said that, and everyone's writing their hot takes about guys taking a Monday off to go hang out on a boat. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> All right, Stephen. It's uh, I can't think of a better place to end. We got to do this podcast so that other podcasters can get theirs. I guess. Absolutely, we we, we paving the way. <laughs> we wouldn't want to leave anybody else behind. That's right. And as soon as we get that Hardy sponsorship, I'm sure that's man. I could, I, there's nothing like a one of those. I forget what they're called, but as soon as I get the check, I will definitely remember what they're called. The big, huge bacon burger. Yes. It basically describes half their menu. So let's just go with that. <laughs> the big, huge bacon burger. <laughs> All right, Stephen. We will come back next week. We'll have some playoff games to recap and a few more playoff games to look forward to. Can't wait. Can't wait.